Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. It's that time again. Yes, indeed. It's time for Shark Bite Biz. Once again, I'm your host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during a global pandemic. Another week and another set of amazing episodes. I really try my best to get the biggest diversity of experts I can to cover a vast array of topics, from their own businesses to how they are helping businesses to their own professional and personal growth. I try to cover a lot of areas because I think everybody can learn from one of those three main topics. One of my favorite and most inspiring people that I hold an actual friendship with is today's guest. I'll tell you what, he is one of the most kindest, sweetest people I know. He's probably blushing as he listens to this right now. He is always willing to help anybody with anything. And I think that's a good fit, a perfect fit for the type of business he has, which is leadership development. Today's guest is Vernon Webb. Vernon brings 40 plus years of experience, education, and commitment in the field of neuroscience. Here in the master's level of certification from the Institute of, and I'm going to chop this word up, so bear with me, it's psychoorientology. I think it is, and a degree in business administration from California State University, Northridge. He has the pleasure of leading trading programs in mindfulness and emotional intelligence for a plethora of companies and organizations, including AT&T, California State Bar Association, Metro, APMG, Donald, Southern California Edison, the U.S. Air Force Space Division, the U.S. Justice Department, U.S. Treasury Department. He has been identified as a nationally recognized award-winning speaker and trainer who is occasionally featured on television, radio, and other media outlets. His style is professional, dynamic, and entertaining. He is the founder of the Web Group Leadership Development. And let's bring the always smiling and charming vernon webb on in here business strategy hey vernon welcome to shark bite biz so excited to have you on here my friend hey david thank you for having me oh no problem no problem so you've worked with me before i've had you at the city club back in los angeles my anti-luncheon anti-seminar <laughs> type events yeah 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 yep. well this is my anti-podcast and I'm so happy to have you on here. Can you tell everybody, though, who is Vernon Webb? What's your experience? What's your background? And what do you do for a living? Well, I, I have a company, Web Group Leadership Development, and we specialize in leadership development training, executive coaching. What makes us unique is that we integrate mindfulness and emotional intelligence. And in essence, what we do is we teach people how to think differently. And that is a world of difference because what you think and believe is exactly what creates your reality. 
And so we're about helping people create the reality that they're looking for. That's a that's a really powerful statement. I'm a big believer in that. I used to not believe that. You know, it, it's kind of like, okay, you got the cards at your doubt. That's the best you're going to be able to do. And then somewhere in my mid-20s, I had this guy. His name was Mike Jewell. We're going to have him on here one day eventually, too. And Great. he kind of he taught me, no, David, you can do what you want. You've just got to actually work to get there. It's not going to be given to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. It is a matter of knowing what you want, first of all. Most people don't know what they want. I mean, they're pretty sure they haven't got it, but they really don't know what they want. So to be able to step back and say, well, if I could just design my life mm -hmm. the way I think I'd like for it to go, there are certain things I would like to see happen in terms of my personal life, my professional or my business life. And to take the time and really just jot those things down so that you begin to form a map that you can begin to follow. What follows then is being able to know that you can, in fact, achieve that by making changes to your belief system. And I tell people, all of my clients, you are a product of your belief system. That oh, is yeah. to say, whatever it is that you believe to be true is. That's kind of like the thing that I always hear, you know, like you, I, I forget the exact saying, but it, it's kind of like, you bring in the energies or the vibes kind of like of what you give off. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. smell like yeah. success, you believe in success, <laughs> you're going to bring successful people around you and you're going to be successful. And that's kind of what you're saying as far as, you know, create your yeah. dream. Absolutely. Now take the sensory smell. Right. And just create a vibe because I think that I am successful. I believe that I am successful. Uh -huh then that's what people are going to pick up. You can't say, I want to be, because that means you don't have it. And if you don't have it, then your mind is not going to give it to you. The subconscious mind is really strange in terms of how you program it, mm -hmm. because you have got to get the subconscious mind to believe something that you in reality don't believe isn't true. But if you know how to communicate with the subconscious mind to develop a direct line of communication, then you tell your subconscious mind over and over, this is what is. Not what I want, but it is what it is. And I believe that I have it and I see myself with it. The mistake that so many people make, though, is they say, well, I don't have it. Doesn't matter. Your subconscious mind just knows what you tell it. Right. And if you and say you don't have it, if you're making affirmations like that, then the energies that you're going to bring to you, the people, they're going to pe people that probably don't have it also, I'd say. That's been my exactly. experience. You understand at least. it. You got it. So you do. No, that that's great. What's the first step that people usually take? From what I heard, it's jot that down. It almost seems like you were telling people to build a business plan, but like for them, for the individual. Yeah, that's an excellent way of describing it because that's exactly what you do. You decide what it is that you want. It's, you're working backwards. Mm -hmm. It's re reverse engineering your right. life. You start with the end result in mind and say, I want this, this, and this. And then, okay, so in order for me to get that, what 
is going to have to change with regards to my behavior because that means I've got to start behaving differently. Well, if I'm going to change my behavior, then what do I have to do to change my behavior? I've got to begin to have a different type of belief system. Right. And in order for me to have a different kind of belief system, that means I'm going to need to start thinking differently because a belief is nothing more than a thought that you repeat over and over and over again. Wow. So you start, you see how we've gone backwards to the beginning of your thoughts. Now, I would also share to give people an opportunity to really kind of drill down mm -hmm. into what might be holding them back is that we have a belief system that was formed in within the first, mm, I'll say seven to eight years of life. Right. So if you want to find out what's holding you back, take a look at the first seven to eight years of your life. What did you hear? What did, uh, what were you told to believe? Because some of us were fortunate enough to have parents who were very supportive right. and told us that we were smart and we're going to be successful. And they gave us all kinds of positive affirmations just in dealing with us as children. Right. But unfortunately, there are some parents right. who don't know any better that say the very opposite types of things. You're stupid. You're slow. You're never going to be anything. You're going to look like your father, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and so we accept everything that we hear as being true because we haven't gotten to be old enough to have a mind that can kind of sift through accepting or rejecting certain statements. And so that first eight years is what gives us the foundation of our belief system. And after that, we just build on it. No, that that's amazing. And I, I kind of heard another nugget there that's probably strong to reinforce too, is that it, it sounds like you should make sure that you have a strong support system. The people that are around you should be a, there to enable you to help you succeed. You should not have the people trying to, to pull mm -hmm. you back for whatever reason, you know, jealousy to just they don't want you to outgrow them or whatever. You know, you don't want to have that. You need to have mentors, people mm -hmm. like you uh, that are the positive influences and that are the enablers and the drivers to help drive the success that the individual is looking for. You know, what's interesting, David, to to help people get a real good understanding even now, because you can't change what happened in the first eight years of your life. No. All right. But you can impact and change the people that you're spending time with now. Mm -hmm. And so if you'll take a quick list of, let's say the five people that you spend most of your time with, right. You're going to be the average of those five people. Wow. Now, if what you're hearing from those five people some is going to be positive and some is going to be negative. Mm -hmm. You need to start really taking a look. So, well, I've got this person. They're more negative than they are positive, but they're my friend. I've known them for a long time and we just have fun. But I, I hear negativity from them like a lot of the time. Then you need to and, begin and to, to clarify. You're out. not talking just constructive criticism. You're talking like true negativity, No, no, right? no, 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 no. Yes. Okay. Yes. There are some people that really don't want you to be successful. Yeah. All right. And that's, a and life. that's sad. Yeah, it, it, is. it is. And what's really strange about that is that some of the people that don't want you to be successful might be the same people that you're sleeping with. 
Oh. I'll give you a second to kind of let that <laughs> sink in. <laughs> but it is true. You know, when you, you start, once you start becoming more familiar with who you are, you start listening to people through different ears and you start hearing some of the negative things that they say that are directed at you. Mm-hmm. And so you say, wait a minute, I, you know, I, I really don't need this. So you, of course, want to start, let me see if I can kind of turn them around a little bit and make them more positive. But if that's not possible and it is difficult to change the way that people think, then you know what? I may have to minimize the amount of time I spend with this person. Now, if this is somebody that you're sleeping with, then you say, "Mm, all right, well, I'll do what I can do for as long as I can. But at some point in time, hopefully it doesn't come to this, but at some point in time, I may have to make some hard and fast decisions because I want to have a successful life. I want to enjoy my life. I can speak to that directly when I had a rough childhood parents, divorce, stuff like that from Mm -hmm. 12 to 17, 18. And it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. And I was with Mm -hmm. the wrong crowd doing bad things that the wrong crowd usually, usually does. And I I realized like, Hey, I want to get out of here. I want more. And I looked like, who are my friends? I'm trying to do better. And that's who I was. Hey, I kept going back to them no matter how hard I tried because they were the people I knew. Now I took a drastic change. I ended up moving from cold country, Pennsylvania to Tijuana, Mexico uh, when I was Whoa, 18 okay. and I lived out there for 15 years. But I, I, I think I'm lucky because on a personal level, I realized that myself at a very young age and also realized with the family situation the friend situation, my only solution was to go out. And I, I probably went to like one of the drug capitals of the, the world at the time with Tijuana. And yeah, I yeah. built a brand new life. But instead of people, family like I had up there, nothing against them. I love them all. Friends with many of them still today. But it wasn't right mm-hmm. for me at that time. I wasn't as strong as I am now. And I built a brand new life that was built around more people like you, Vernon, than the people that I was out there. And I'm glad I did it, but that was hard. It was a hard thing to do to have that personal transformation I went through. Yeah, I can, uh, I can understand David, uh, from my own story. Right. I, um, my parents were, uh, my father was a real estate broker and my mother was a stay at home mom. And for some reason over when I was five years old, I knew every single car on the road and they could call me and say, Vernon, what is that? And I'd go and look at the front of it. I'd look at the back of it and say, it's a Buick. And, you know, they they just thought I was it because I knew exactly every car on the road without fail. Wow. But in that same breath, my mother and my father were alcoholic. And because of that, I heard and saw some things that a five-year-old, six-year-old shouldn't have to see or hear. So that impacted me also. So on the one side, I had some very positive 
uh, affirmations that were told to me about being very smart and intelligent. And on the other side of that coin, I heard some negative things that, again, a child shouldn't have to hear. Oh, yeah. So I had to work through figuring out how to do that. And I'm five years old. What do I know? Yeah. So as I got older, I knew there was something inside of me that just, you know, it's like a tug of war. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how I could make the change. And that's when I found uh, the method of mind development, the Silva Method, which is an international mind development organization that showed me how to access that part of my mind to make changes so that I have more positive things going on in my head than negative, negative things going on. Turn my life around. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I've already mentioned him with Mike Joel, same exact thing that mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. actually view that I went through two transformations throughout my career, uh, which the first okay. one was when I moved away to start the life. But then I also had the, the revelation, I guess you could say, my mid to late 20s, where I was able to evolve even further. And it, it was mm -hmm. the same thing, you know, being able to block out the negativity to really take control of my mind. I remember Mike Mike taught me one thing that, hey, look, you know, David, I can tell when you're fighting with your wife. And he's like, I'm like, how? He, he, he's like, because he ain't got no sales, man. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, you hit that on the head. And he's like, he's like, look, David, here's the two things. One, and this was with my ex-wife, just for clarity for everybody out there. <laughs> reason, the reason why it's an ex. But uh, the, the thing is, he said, hey, look, look at it this way. You can have the problems at home with her. Um, and then you can go to work, carry that baggage with you. And guess what? You're not going to have any sales or you're going to be able, you know, you're still going to be broke. So on top of the problems, now you're going to have financial problems because you aren't selling anything. So mm, if you look at it okay. this way, you block it out with the negativity, you know, you keep that stuff out of your head. And he really taught me how to grow as far as how to, handle a lot of that stuff. And I view that it was probably the first step in the path for me to be able to unlock mm -hmm. the sales greatness that I've achieved. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. What's interesting, and this is what I, I share with my clients, is that um, we can talk about helping you build your business. Yeah. And we can talk about what's holding you back from being as successful as you'd like to be. But you can't uh, turn that off when you go home. Right. It's about your being able to carry that forward. Uh -huh. So it's going, whatever you do with your mind is going to impact not only your, your business and career, right. but it's also going to impact your, your personal life. Uh -huh. And the way that I talk with my clients about this is as you, it's, it is as though you have three parts of you. You have your business and professional, right. that's one. You have your relationships with other people uh -huh. and then you have your relationship with you yeah. and those are the three areas that you've got to work on and once you work and you must start with the relationship with you right because that's going to impact the other two without a doubt you have to and be good what happens, with you yeah totally agree oh absolutely because actually when the when the dust settles uh -huh. and the smoke clears you're all you got. 
Oh, yeah. You came in this world by yourself and you are going to leave this world by yourself. What happens in between is entirely up to you. But you're making those kinds of decisions that's going to impact your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because as we're talking and I mean, you're an executive coach, you coach executives, but yet it still feels almost like I'm having a therapy session right now. (laughs) You know, we're we're talking through (laughs) all this stuff, but there's a lot of a lot of similarities because to be successful yeah. in a business, a, a lot of it's just within one's mind and unlocking that potential and realizing how to deal with things that are business, personal, because, I mean, you, you have a crossover. You can't eliminate fully your, you know, your, your personal life from your business life or your business from your personal life, especially, I think, once you get no. to a certain level. It's almost impossible. There's so much bleed it over. Is. And that's really kind of what I think people like you really do, is it not? It is because it's a matter of, again, what you think and believe. And you've got to start with you. A lot of people don't realize it, but there's a question about whether they're worthy to be successful or not. And I can tell you that your mind, the debate based on what you believe, your mind will make sure you get what you believe. Yeah, that's that's really, really critical. And if you're not sure about that, let me ask you a question. You can ask me anything. You do you have things that you know you should do, but for some reason you don't be in your best interest going to help you. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, you don't do it. Personally, I'll tell you right now, for me personally, like. For example, this podcast, I've registered right. it five years ago. I told you that when, when we talked on the phone a few weeks ago, you know, I have had this uh-huh. idea for many, many years. I knew that I should have done it. I mm-hmm. didn't do it. When I was backed up into mm-hmm. that corner, I finally launched it. I'm glad that I that I did. But what held you back? Uh, probably just the negativity and, and fear. Like, hey, yes. there's a million exactly. different business podcasts out there. And... There's no differentiator. And, you know, this is where for me personally, the pandemic has helped me grow because it forced me into a corner to be more creative and find a new solution. How do I get to meet people when everybody's locked down? I started the podcast. It it forced me into that. And I think I'm more proactive with that stuff. You know what? That is exactly what happened to me because I'm a speaker. I'm a trainer. Right. I'm in front of people as a matter of what I do for a living. Yes. And I, and that's what I enjoy. And that's what I've been doing for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit. We can no longer meet in groups. We can no longer have those kinds of meetings. Right. I don't have to tell you what happened with uh, City Club and how it's oh, yeah. been affected by this. Just, just for clarity like, out there to mm-hmm. all our listeners, viewers, I'm sure you've heard City Club mentioned on this podcast series many times. Just a brief uh, explanation what that is for the benefit of the viewers, Vernon. It's just it, it's a basically a business social club. It's through Club Corp. They have it in most cities around the country between their mm-hmm. business centers, golf clubs. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where I ended up meeting 
uh, Vernon and a lot of the other great people yeah. that have been on the, this show. So, um, sorry, Vernon, go ahead. I just wanted to give them no, that, no, that, that's that full view of what it was. A little bit of background, a little context yeah. always makes things clear. Yep. So we could no longer meet. And so I no longer could stand in front of groups of people and speak mm -hmm. because that wasn't permitted. So it actually has worked out for me because what it forced me to do, I was thinking I would do it. I get around to it. But, you know, <laughs> I decided now I have to. I don't have any choice now. I've got to. So I had to make a what shift to put my to put my business online. Wow. And now to do you, online on. coaching. You did not have it online previous to the to the pandemic. I did very little online. You had a website, I though, did more, you not? I, I did. Because I could have swore I, I, was I saw online. the website. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I had a website. Got to have a website when you're in business. Oh, yeah. But to well, you'll really be surprised focus. How many businesses actually still to this day do not? There's still a good mm, amount. They're struggling. Yeah. They're struggling. Yeah. But without a doubt, they're struggling. Yeah. So you're bringing up a good topic. This was the next discussion that I wanted to have was your Okay, not only are you a super brilliant mind that I love talking to and bouncing <laughs> off ideas, but pleasure's mine, David. But you also you own your business. You're a small business yeah. owner, and that's what right. we wanted to talk about too. How has the pandemic forced you to pivot your business? And to me, what you just said briefly there, it sounds like you had to go through a digital transformation. Can you explain that process to us? I did. Well, I had to sit down and have a long conversation with myself. Yeah. And because we have a tendency as human beings to go with what we're familiar with. And I'm familiar with standing in front of a group of people and speaking. Right. I give them energy. They give me the energy back. I give them more energy. They give me more energy back. And we're rocking and rolling and having a good time and learning and so forth. Yeah. Don't have that anymore. Nope. So now my way of communicating with them is, first of all, I had to become familiar with LinkedIn. I would, again, always on LinkedIn, but never really used it to its full capability. Are you, so that, uh, that's one big thing. Sorry, I want to jump in on that topic real quick, just because I, I think that there's two things. I think with LinkedIn, it's a very powerful tool, but most people mm -hmm. don't use it right. Unfortunately, I think many people figured out how to use it right during the pandemic. And you know how you hear yeah. Zoom fatigue? I have LinkedIn fatigue. Mm -hmm. I have hundreds of LinkedIn emails every single day from people trying to sell me, advise me, work with me, whatever, hire me, everything. It's crazy. It's just boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And yeah. I, I've been kind of tone deaf to it. So I'd like to hear your experience as far as how you're working with LinkedIn. Well, first of all, LinkedIn is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking probably better than a half a billion people around the world. Yes. And once I made that mental shift that, you know, I I can't meet with people in person or very it's very difficult or it's challenging to meet with people in person, mm -hmm. then I had to go online, which means I had to become familiar with Zoom, how Zoom works and how I could use it. 
Then with LinkedIn, I had to begin to decide, okay, now who really, I've got all these potential clients, who really do I want to talk to? Right. Who does my service best fit? And LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to shift through those people and say, I want to talk to this type of person and that type of person. And it will shift and give you those people. Are you using Sales Navigator with LinkedIn or one of those other premium subscriptions? I am using uh, Mojo Global. Okay. And Mojo Global is what's helping me to A, make my first contact with the people who are in my network, let them know what it is that I'm doing. Then I can make that next dive to the people that they know. And so when, if I see, well, uh, I'm contacting you, you may not know me, but, uh, but you know, David, you know, David Strauss. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, David, then you're all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll connect with you because you know, David, <laughs> everybody that gives knows me David. that in. Come on, Vernon. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, David. All right. So that gives me that in with them because I know David. Yeah. And so that's what I'm working at through Mojo Global, knowing how to structure the kinds of messages that is going to give me access to those people. Okay. So So now you can see where my network is beginning to grow. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what kind of, I mean, obviously it's early yet. Uh, You probably only started this a few months ago, I assume, maybe weeks. Have you had success with it as far as actually then earning clients yet off it or too early to tell? It's a little too early to tell, but I'm making some uh, great connections. Hey, the world is all about connections. yeah, Yeah. And Mojo Global helped me to structure my profile on LinkedIn because you think, well, I'll answer this, I'll answer that. And you just kind of give them the answers. That's like having a sales presentation with no structure. For the audio listeners out there, how do you spell the Mojo Global? So in case they want to look it up. M-O-J-O Global. Mojo. Mojo. Mojo Global. Okay. Okay. Mojo Global. Mojo Global. There you go. That sounds great. I am actually going to be Googling that after this phone call as it's piqued my interest. Now- Ira Rosen- and uh, Corey Sanchez are the two people at the top. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, now, the other part of your digital transformation that you mentioned was Zoom. How has that gone for you? Was it a learning curve doing <laughs> calls on Zoom? Yes, it was a learning curve. <laughs> it was a learning curve to, and again, I'm like, and so how do we do this? Okay. But For me, I was smart enough to know that I didn't know. And so I go to- That's important right there. You're smart enough that you knew that you didn't know. Exactly. A lot of people won't admit that. That's awesome. Oh, no. Mm -mm. And so I go to the source of all knowledge, YouTube. (laughs) Where you can find this video, by the way. Good enough. Yep. And what has always fascinated me about YouTube is that whatever you can think you want to know something about, somebody has done a video. Whether you're oh, unclogging yeah. your toilet or trying to figure out how to hang a door, somebody has done it and they've made a video on it. So for how do you you know begin to learn Zoom? A wealth of information. Do this, but don't do that. Do this but don't do that. So mm-hmm. that's why I began to become more familiar with Zoom. 
The other is that I'm also smart enough to know, again, what I don't know. And so I go to the professionals. And so I found someone who was a professional. His name is Ashley Weber. And he is helping me to structure my business. And one of the things that he said, well, do you have a, um, an Instagram account? I'm like, no, he said, no, we got to get you on Instagram. I'm like, really? He says, yeah, because Instagram and Facebook are almost like one in the same Facebook owns Instagram. I'm like, really didn't ever get, didn't give that any thought. So I've got to follow I you on Instagram right after I Google Mojo Globo. <laughs> Please. And I will follow you back. How's that? Uh, there you go. We- I had to become more familiar with Facebook. So I did some Facebook live presentations on mind development and emotional intelligence and mindfulness. And I'm still looking to decide how I want to structure that information into what it is that I'm doing. But ultimately, I'm in the process right now of planning a masterclass that I'm going to be launching Ooh. in the next, oh, probably 60 days. Is and it going course, to be Davis launched on your website? It will be launched from my website. Okay, okay. So one so, question, when you when you do, like, say you have a client, are you usually doing classes in groups or is this one-on-one? Usually... I've been doing one-on-one. Okay. And then again, my uh, my coach said, you think about how much time you spend talking to one person doing one-on-one. I go, yeah. He says, now imagine if you could have that same type of conversation mm-hmm. with 10 or 20 people at the same time. And I'm like, that changes everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's forget that it changes, it changes the revenue factor. It changes the people. And you know what I've learned, David, over the years, and I really hadn't put it all together, mm-hmm. is that ducks fly further and faster when they fly as a group, as opposed to one duck flying by itself. The flying V. Yeah, exactly. So, and I've read, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with a group. Okay. That makes that makes so, sense. It, it does. And we learn from one another. Mm-hmm. I can learn from some of the mistakes. I'm sure there are very few that you've made, but I can still <laughs> learn from some of your mistakes, just like you can learn from my mistakes, which haven't been few. So, but going back and forth, we learn from each other. Right, right. Now, that does change a dynamic of your coaching sessions then instead of doing one-on-one whether in person or executive i mean how you teach and how you present things is there a shift that's going to happen have to happen with that now too there there is a shift because the coaching is now more open for everyone Mm-hmm. to listen and take advantage of the information that I'm, I may be having a conversation with you, David, pointing out something that I think you should consider doing, right. but there are maybe 10, 15, 20 other people that are hearing me talk to you about this. And they're thinking to themselves, I got that problem. Right. And this is what he's telling David. Mm. Oh crap. Let me just take some notes here because that helps me with my, and I don't even say anything. I'm just listening to Vernon talk to David. But what I'm hearing is that's a pearl of wisdom. Yeah. Wow. Just because you and I are having this conversation. So imagine being able to do that 
with, you know, 10, 15 other people. Now, time is always going to be a factor, but in my coaching, I follow up with each one of my clients and I make sure because we've got to have this conversation. So now I'm calling you, we're having a private Zoom meeting, not going to be very long, maybe 15 minutes, and I'm going to be reaching out to you and I'm going to ask you, David, how are things going? Right. You, know, you talked about wanting to do this and this. Uh, where are you with that? A coach is going to push you. I'm not going to just lay out the answers to you. I'm going to push you. But you know you've got somebody who is in your corner who's going to help you. Yeah. So yeah. that's the way my coaching business has evolved now. But It also should evolve because now instead of being confined locally to do things in person, I mean, now – Am I hearing that Vernon Webb is going global? <laughs> that's, that's that is correct. Because as you can imagine, being online doesn't limit me to Los Angeles County. Right. It doesn't limit me to California. It doesn't limit me to the United States. Mm -hmm. All right. The world, as they say, is now my oyster. <laughs> and so and a beautiful that, oyster it is, Vernon. Oh, I'm telling you. But Again, it's the pandemic that made me shift my priorities because I was continuing to do something that I was familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'll just build my base with one-on-one -on -one, and then I'll, you know, right. translate that to, you know, going global and talking to groups of people, doing group coaching. Right. And then the pandemic hit and I had to like shift everything. So now group coaching became my priority. So it sounds like because of the forced innovation that you had to do due to COVID, you're actually achieving growth uh, during this global pandemic. I mean, that's pretty amazing that you were able to set yourself up that way. It just worked out that way, David. Every once in a while, we all need a kick in the pants. Yep. And the pandemic was my kick in the pants. I think, says, it, think about yeah, this. I think it was for a lot of people. I mean, we've heard time and time again how people have used this time to rethink how they do everything from their sales process oh. to marketing, branding, how they reach customers. And it really made people think outside of the box. How can they grow their business? So it, it did. We do got to start getting wrapped up. I guess... The final question I'd want to ask you is, uh, I know you like talking about mental health, all that kind of good, fun stuff. What's been the mental and emotional impact of COVID-19 for the business owners and their families? What kind of advice do you have for them? And uh, I think you may have hit your, oh, yep, your video's back on. Okay. If you want, let me re-ask that question just because your video cut out through it. All right. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, final question, Vernon. We've got to get rolling. This has been great so far, though. I love talking with you. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I know you love talking about this stuff, but what's been the mental and emotional impact of COVID-19 for the business owners out there and their families. I mean, it, it's got to be tough, right? Yeah, it, it, it is very difficult because first of all, we as human beings are hardwired not to change. Right. And the pandemic has not given us 
an option to do anything else but change. We've right. changed our lives in terms of how we do business. We changed our lives in terms of how we live with our families because now we see our families because no one can go anywhere. It's supposed to be self-quarantined. Right. That means I've got to see the people all the time, every day, no break or mm -hmm. very little break. And that can be very, very challenging. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, when you get time away from the wife, mm -hmm. it gives you time for David. Right. And so that helps you when you come back together with the wife. But if you've got the wife there all the time, I can tell then you that some changes stories. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt you could, David. Yeah. So that makes absolute sense. Really, it, it does. So really what we it does. And so really what we have to do is we have to be able to mentally and emotionally step back mm -hmm. and assess the situation. And when I say mentally and emotionally step back, the way that I tell my clients that they need to be able to do that is by creating some time by themselves. And you may have to sit up there and get clearance with the family. Say, look, I need about 15 to 20 minutes by myself, quiet. Right. I'm going to go into my office. I'm going to shut the door. No calls, no interruptions for 15 to 20 minutes. That's not asking much. But during that 15 to 20 minutes, when you know how to quiet your mind right. and go within and begin to listen to what's going on, begin to ask yourself some very important questions, then you can decide how you're going to move forward. Once you know some of the areas that you need to kind of shore up mentally and emotionally, mm -hmm. it will help you to not snap and right. get angry with the family because you're seeing them all the time. You become more open, more giving. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important in order for the family to stay cohesive because you're not flying off the handle. You're not short and abrupt right? because you're more open to it. So that's the reason that I tell my clients, I said, just you've got to do this on a daily basis. This is not a once a week kind of thing. You want to do this as soon as you wake up in the morning and create that time by yourself. Now, if you're really smart mm -hmm. and if you really want to handle this twice a day is recommended uh, three times a day for the overachiever, but certainly <laughs> twice a day. So that's what's important for you to be able to do. Great, amazing advice. Vernon, it's been an amazing pleasure to have you on the show today. Please tell people, how can they reach out to you? David, this has been really great. I'm enjoying this. We can sit up here and just kind of rock and roll a while. I can be reached uh, easily on my website, uh, webgroupleadership.com. And that's web with two Bs, correct? Web web with two Bs. Web group Perfect. leadership. Now, we'll also have the link in the description of the YouTube video. It'll be on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, great. wherever people listen to this show at. We'll have the link there. Vernon, thank you so much, man. So grateful that you were able to come on the show. And I'm looking forward to having you back in the next two quarters ah. to talk about the changes. Such a wonderful interview, right? I love Vernon. I mean, as corny as that sounds, I really love the dude. He is a wealth of knowledge. And just a quick background story, I... Kind of knew Vernon from the city club that we've met at out there in Los Angeles. 
but I really was close to his partner at the time. And she had passed away, but she really hooked us up because she was so sweet volunteering to help with things like registration for my events and stuff like that. And that's why when I did my last event, I'm like, hey, I got to pay this out to her. Vernon, I need you to speak at this final event before I move to Philly for this promotion. And, you know, everything lined up and we were able to get in there. And, you know, he's just so incredible. I love talking with him because every time it's an amazing discussion. There's always solid advice, some really good know-how, and you never know where the discussion's going to go. Is it going to be strictly professional? Is it going to be personal? Is it going to be professional personal? Vernon and me, I think we get along so good because we're both the same way, okay? When I say we're both the same way, everything professional is personal. My professional persona is my personal persona, and there's a crossroad. We are the same individual. We're both kind of living in that. We could be talking about selling a $2 million software project, let's just say, And I'm asking you about what you cooked for dinner last night, and it's totally off topic. But we really are good at building those personal relationships and building that rapport with people that that people just love. Now, another thing that I think that Vernon brought up that was really critical to take out of this conversation was communication. Yes, communication is important in every episode we've heard, but really pay attention to just what he said about communication with your subconscious mind. Now, you could say this is hoodoo voodoo stuff. I'm a huge believer in you attract what you reflect. So what do I mean by that? Okay, did you ever hear the saying, fake it till you make it? I live by that. And I don't know who actually coined that phrase, but me being the big, huge Aerosmith fan I am, I give credit to Steven Tyler. I know it goes back to... Aerosmith's debut album called Aerosmith that had Dream On with that album, 1973. And they actually had a song called Make It. And I know that with that, it was about them making it as a band, which they obviously did. But he had a saying going back then that was like, fake it till you make it. Don't know if anybody said it before that, but I've traced it at least back to there. And... It is so true, okay? For example, don't dress for your current position. Don't act professionally, personally. Have the mentality level of your current position. You want to dress, act, think, relate with people or where you want to be. And if you keep doing that, it is only a matter of time and actually get it. If you reflect a certain level of success and positivity, it'll draw similar thinking minds to you, okay? But if you reflect low-life negativity and stuff like that, you're going to be surrounded by those same types of people. So let me ask you, what type of people do you want in your circle? The positive, supported type that's going to help you get to the next level? Or do you want the negative type? that are going to keep you at your current level. I also have another saying besides fake it till you make it, and that is if you're not going forward, you're going backwards, okay? So even if you're at a standstill, you're going backwards. 
You always have to be achieving more. Never be content. Complacent people live good lives. And that's fine. I, I know a lot of complacent people. I know a lot of complacent sales reps. They will hit their goal. Whether it's a million a year, whether it's 10000 a month, whatever it is, they will hit that sales goal. And then all of a sudden, their foot comes off that gas pedal. Okay, and that's good. But if you really want to get ahead of life, if you want to make your business better, if you want to achieve more at whatever executive management uh, director level you're at, you've got to keep that pedal to the metal all the time. Yeah, there's sometimes you got to pull it back. And I'll let you be the judge of when you should do that. But, you know, you've got to keep the pedal to the metal the whole time. So this interview was also pretty amazing because Vernon was able to discuss about how he has had to digitally transform his business as well. It was old school. He was doing meetings. He was going all over L.A. meeting with different people that wanted to get leadership development. And it really went from in person all the time to now doing everything online Digital classes, and we've heard this with a lot of people that we've had on this show. He is having digital coaching sessions, group coaching sessions, and now because his sessions are essentially open for everybody, as Vernon said, the world is his oyster. Somebody who is afraid to do things digitally, afraid to do his business model strictly online, said, hey, can't dread on what you can't change. I'm going to grab this. I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to win. And look, look what he's doing. It's amazing. Don't dread. And this goes back to the positivity and negativity discussion. Don't dread what you cannot change. Yes, some things suck. Can't put a cherry on top of a piece of crap. Okay, but you just accept it. You roll with it. And you do what you can. You worry about what you can control and you're going to have a much better life. I guess the last item I just kind of want to talk about, again, I want to reinforce this. This is a recurring theme throughout a lot of episodes. Remember not just to learn from your mistakes, but also learn from what you did good. You have to learn from the good and the bad. Learning from only the bad will only get you halfway there. You have to learn from both sides, good and bad, and that will help you unlock the greatness achievement in the scoreboard of life, okay? Don't forget that. So this was an amazing conversation. What did you all think? Have you ever done professional coaching in a group session online? We've had a lot of speakers come on saying that that's going to be the new trend. Leave a comment down below. Tell us your experience, online, digital versus real life. Is it the same? Is it different? Let's discuss. Help people like Vernon learn how they could do things better online. Also, don't forget to check out our awesome Teespring store. You'll see the link down in the description below where you can get some awesome Shark Bite Biz merchandise. Really help the channel grow. There's shirts, there's face masks, there's coffee mugs, there's doggy sweater. Who's going to buy the first Shark Bite Biz Doggy sweater? I want to see it sold this week. Once again, I'm David Strausser. This is Shark Bite Biz, and we'll see you again next episode.
Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 